preview time, footy and frothies, Barney and Daggy with you to get stuck into round seven of the National Rugby League competition. Hello to everyone watching on YouTube, uh, including Lee, who got stuck into us for me for getting to put up the preview show last week. Uh, in I'll be honest, with Easter coming up, it got away from me a bit there, but uh, it won't happen again. It's up there now. You'll be watching it, so you know that. Uh, we're also on Spotify. If you are... <laughs> didn't, didn't even know. Uh, no one else did either, apparently. So anyway, <laughs> it's, it was on Spotify. Uh, they uh, And it will always be on Spotify, so you can subscribe to us there. always listen to Spotify. That's probably why uh, I didn't know. Tune in Radio, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, anywhere uh, at least mediocre podcasts are found, you'll find us, uh, and as I said, as well as YouTube. So... Uh, yeah, subscribe, leave us some feedback, get involved. We're on socials as well. Ask us some questions. Ask us what we think of some of um, you know, the players we bag each and every week. Uh, so anyway, we've got to get stuck into a pretty good round of footy this week. Just quickly, I'll touch on uh, the PCTC tipping. Our good friends there. Who we got here? Leash T-Hawks is leading on... Uh, what is this? This is last round. Hang on a second. All right, that's better. Uh, footy and Frothy's leaderboard. Uh, J Dog's leading on twenty nine points. The overall leader Brett is on thirty one. The Beavers on twenty eight. Uh, defending champion Jan Jan twenty eight. Ra twenty eight as well. And if we go all the way down the bottom to number seventy seven and seventy four, Barnabas is on twenty two and Dagster's on twenty one. So if you still want to watch and stick around after that, uh, we are coming last and third last. So uh, anyway. We're going to still preview this nonetheless. Penis. Yeah, go against us. Might uh, you be doing much better? Uh, so we've got a, a pretty good round of footy coming up here. Uh, we kick off. Uh, uh, anything else you need to talk about, Barn? Not particularly. Cool. Think of. Yeah, that's all right. We're going to kick off on Thursday night with the Dolphins hosting the Bunnies uh, up at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, for the Dolphins, they welcome back uh, Jesse Bromwich. After coming back with illness, Wallace is out with his Category 1, which sees JJ Collins come in to make his debut. Uh, the Robert Jennings comes back into the wing for Edric Lee, and uh, SASE uh, oh, is back onto the bench with Bromwich coming in. For the Bunnies, they get back uh, Jai Arrow, who's a big in. He'll play prop for them. Uh, in the absence of Totola, and uh, we've got Tane Milne coming back in for Thompson. AJ comes back from his concussion as well. Barney, how are we starting this off? Good game. Crack one of the games around, actually. Yeah, um, this is probably the toughest test both of these teams have really faced through the middle of the field, uh, to be honest with you. And um, I just, you know, I've got a feeling that Souths have learned something from last week, and that's to to leave those really good attacking weapons until they're down into good ball and try to you know, minimise their workload coming out of um, the, the back end of their field and then uh, have them light up the attack when they get close to the, the Dolphins' line. And I, I've got a feeling that the Dolphins have been so tough for so long that the back end of this game may just blow out a, a fraction. Um I'm not saying that they'll be poor by any means. I just think that they might get a little bit tired after they get worked through the middle with the likes of Cook and Murray and Kulamatangi and all the ones we mentioned in the preview show. So I think Souths will be strong. 
and probably a fraction too strong in the middle of the field for the Dolphins in this game. And they may just blow out to the South's 13 plus. As I mentioned, I think Charles learned a lesson from last week and I can see him getting really involved down the danger in danger end against this Dolphins side and being man of the match. And I'm going to go with Keon Kulamatangi for the first try score. Uh, my note said the same thing. Biggest test for the Dolphins middle. So uh, they are looking forward to that clash. It's one of the matchups of the round, as I said. Uh, and Bromwich can his timely return as well uh, as his arrow to, to even up both stocks. Look, it is a concern when Ray Stone's named a prop for me. Uh, so I can see, uh, yeah, as you said, that quick play of the ball, the, the triple team of um, Burgess, Kolomatungi and... I'll throw Arrow into that, and um, Murray just rolling Murray, through that cool. middle and really getting, uh, getting, turning those Dolphins inside out. It may take 25 minutes, like you said, but I think the back end of this might open up, and uh, I can see sort of 12 late points, uh, which may make it 13+. plus. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I can see sort of around your 26, 26-12, 26-14 sort of scoreline, but that will probably sit here next week and say that flattered South a little. First try scorer, not in reinventing the wheel. I'm going to stick with Campbell Graham, red hot, uh, in the conversation. And I would almost argue should be the New South Wales winger this year. And uh, Latrell, man of the match, I agree. I think he's found his stride. He's happy medium. And if he does the same again here and he's allowed to, uh, they he will uh, have, uh, out of those 26 points, he'll be involved in 20 of them. Friday night... Uh, 6 p.m. game. They've been relegated by Nagel that bad to 6 p.m. But uh, this could either be this could be, be anywhere from the game of the year or the lowest game of the year. Uh, and I'm interested to see which way it goes. Could be a complete car crash if they both turn up like they have been last week. The Roosters get Teddy back. Uh, I speak of Sharks hosting the Roosters at um, at home. Points bet, it's called these days. Uh, with uh, for the Roosters, Teddy's back and uh, Joey Marley moves back to the centres. Hutchinson back to the bench. Turpin out of the 17. And Matt Lodge returns on the bench. Uh, as I mentioned in the review show, Crichton, Brown, Napper all in reserve grade this week. So we should see how quickly they try and uh, fast track any of them. Wade Graham comes back from suspension. Kofusi's back. Uh, they lose Rudolph and Finnegan to injury and suspension themselves. Uh, Royce Hunt starts now. Cameron McGuinness is going to start in that 13 spot. Jack Williams and Tom Hazelton complete the bench. A very big watch for both of us on Hazelton to see if he can get up and going as a first-grade prop. Finally, uh, as I said, this could be anything. Um, two teams lacking cohesion so far this year. Uh and I'm not quite sure which way to go here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip Sharks one to twelve, uh, and I'm just thinking if they can hit their strides cleaner, they have a bit more cohesion along that back line, and there's a bit more trust attacking wise with your, your Katoas, Talakais, and Molotalos. Uh But as I said, nothing will shock. Man of the match, well, it's going to be Nico. Let's be honest. And first try scorer, yeah, Molotalo. What are you thinking, Bun? Um, yeah, if I'm if I'm back in uh, this game with somebody else's money, I'm telling them to put it on the Roosters. To be honest, yeah, Sharks okay. are zero and two at the moment at home. Um, I think they've only had the, uh, and they've won one from two on the <laughs> on the well, two from three on the road. So um, they haven't won a game at home yet. They, 
they do have enough points in them, but they're another team that's leaking 30 points a game. Uh, they're missing two big outs in the middle of the field in uh, Finnegan and Toby Rudolph have probably been two of their strongest middlemen uh, coming in to start this season. So they're going to have to start. They're going to have to play that really quick uh, sort of tit for tat through the middle of the field, quick play the balls and then try and spread it wide early. Uh, going to be, I can see them scoring 20 points, but I'm not sure how many they let in. So that's, that's the biggest obstacle. As a Sharks fan, I'm tipping the Sharks uh, one to twelve, and I'm with you. With if it's yeah, man of the match is always going to be Nico Hines, pretty much in the Sharks team because they rely on him so heavily to be the, the creator. Uh, the creator because the other half doesn't create a great deal, and um, the their hottest player at the moment, apart from Nico Hines, has been Brenton Nicola, and I can see him uh, laying down that that charging line that he does in the in the back row for the Sharks and being the first try scorer. Do some there on the right edge. Apparently, Roosters have beaten your last seven out of seven. So, um, exactly. glad that I've put my tip <laughs> out first. What a game yet So, anyway, we get to a bit more clarity. Uh, Friday night, we go to Four Pines Park where the Seagulls host the Storm. Uh, Ruben Barrett Garrick is out with uh, Tuamalu Vega coming in on the wing. Lawton's out, and Aaron Woods makes his debut for the club. Sipley comes onto the bench, and Cooper Johns goes back to 5-8 with uh, Schuster missing out again. K.O. Weeks leaves the field as a result. Uh, Nick Meaney uh, apparently had a delayed concussion, so he leaves. Uh, he's out. Munster goes to fullback. Pezet comes into the halves. Fayolongo into the extended bench, and uh, there's some mail that... Uh, uh, Nelson may be training next week, whatever that means. Alrighty, so, uh, yeah, a bit more clarity here. If Manly defend like they did last week and uh, the loss of Garrick's not going to help that cause, this will be a stitch-up out wide. Uh, give it 15 minutes to get into the game and Munster might just be chiming in wherever he wants at fullback. Uh, he'll be man of the match. He could well tear them apart. He's in uh, absolutely outstanding form, as we've talked about plenty. Storm have won six of the last seven against the Eagles as well, and uh, I can't see this lineup unfortunately changing that. Uh, Mount's man of the match, 13 plus Storm. First try score will be one of those wingers. Let's go with Coates. Um, Schuster's still pending a fitness test, from okay. what I've heard, so don't yep. be surprised if you see him come in and take um, Cooper John's spot at six if he passes a fitness test on, say, Thursday but, um, or Friday. Uh, I think. Manly will be better. I think they will have received the wake-up call off after their drubbing from Penrith. I still can't see them winning this game, but I think that they'll get back to that um, trying to be uh, really aggressive in their defence in the middle of the field, which may be just enough to sort of upset the middle of the, the, the forward pack from the Melbourne Storm. I think they've still got way too many points in them out wide, uh, especially with the defensive edges that Manly have been presenting for the last two or three weeks. So I can see the Storm winning, but I think it may just be 1-12, to 12, and I think it may be off the back of Harry Grant, uh, down close to the line after sort of camping there for a little bit, throwing a, a short ball or that really nice cutout that he throws to the back row with a barge over. And um, he may be the creator for a lot of points this game. And I'm going to go with Olam. The first try scorer, I think. Uh, as you said, he seems to be warming up really nicely at the moment. And um, if he gets his uh, full head of steam at one of these edges for this family side, he could just 
pretty much go over untouched or just take three of them with him as he goes over mm. the lines. Got me thinking about my bet, but I'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, anything else? We'll move on. The Warriors host uh, the Cowboys at Mount Smart. They have lost... Uh, they do have some big outs, though, with Tamari Martin and Egan both out. Walker and Lussick replaced them, respectively. Torhu is back... Uh, Named at lock at the, the moment. Last three weeks, hasn't yeah, so <laughs> hopefully he turns up. Uh, Bunty keeps a ten for now. Torhu thirteen. Uh, Kosi Montoya retain their wing spots for the for the Cowboys. Nanai comes back in. They need him. Uh, Tulunga comes back onto an edge as well for Brendan Elliott, which definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, over at Mount Smart, Barn, what are you thinking here? Oh, good. Absolute possible point in this game, realistically. The outs for the Warriors is probably the only reason that I'm thinking about. Actually, no, it's still a, it's getting close to doing I for the So they have they're yet to put up a decent, realistically a decent in pretty much any match that they've played this year. So they if it's not this week, when is when's it gonna happen? Yeah. This it comes to the point now where I think yeah, uh, Todd Payton would just would have gone into the sheds after last week. Boys, what, why? What, what, what is going on here? We were one of the best teams last year. I don't know what to tell you. Is if you aren't going to take some ownership on what you're doing, then what do we get? You know, we may as well just start fucking training for next year. Like, because you're doing nothing. Yeah. So I think they'll be on a, on the back of a pretty heavy rev up in in this game and. There's a little the, the Warriors are going to struggle for a bit of attack. I think without Egan and Tamari Martin in the middle of the field, so it's going to rely a lot heavily on Sean Johnson, and he he has had help this year. So I think going back to just being sort of him as the main man may cause a few issues for the Warriors unless they absolutely steamroll the middle of the Cowboys. But now expecting a um, an uptick in out of the Cowboys, I don't, they're not going to blow the Warriors off the field, and I think they may just sort of scrape through with a victory in this one. It'll come off the back of Robson. I think um, if they can work over the... If they can compete in the middle, Robson will uh, sort of get in there and provide that running dummy half that, that the Warriors won't have in Egan. And you'll notice a massive difference between the two sides without a running dummy half. And I'm going to go Swalangi on his return to score the first try out there for the Cowboys. He's been someone that they've really missed. Got a really nice competition. Apparently, he, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team at Mount Smart. I, I yeah. would no, have. I was the, thinking the same. I'd have the Cowboys slightly on the in and out ledger, uh, slightly more improved, obviously, uh, as you touched on there. Torhu though maybe balances that at himself, but uh, we do need to see. Yeah, we do need to see something from Nanai this year as well. But um, I'm going to say it's going to be a bit of a grinder of a game and. Uh, they may well come out, uh, and, and I could see the, the edges of the Cowboys, like you say, Torlangi scoring first, maybe scoring t- uh, two, uh, and then it'll develop into that grind. And I think at the back end, we need to see Cowboys close a game, and we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, Sean, Sean Johnson will be pulling the strings. We've, as you've said, he's in uh, the best form he's been in in five years. Uh, Chance won't be far behind. And I'm going to go first try scorer Jackson Ford. He's having a great year. Uh, and keeps racking them up. Uh, did I say 1-12 to 12 for the record there? 1-12. to 12. Uh, So, uh, anyway, let's get to 
the poor old Knights who get to host the Panthers uh, up at McDonald Jones. Uh, as we've touched on, they've lost um, Braley, who's now replaced by Phoenix Crossland. Uh, Matt Croker is now the 13, Kurt Mann 14. Jack John keeps his bench spot. And we see... Uh, uh, what happened to Gamble? Where'd he go? It'd been in anyway. Uh, Jack Coggard to Penrith have the same team that they cracked out last week. Eisenhuth starting at prop. Sorensen Hoskins, Yo, uh, Lenyu on the bench with Salmon Smith and Luke. Uh, poor, as I said, poor at Newcastle. They're just copying the wrong team at the wrong time here. Uh, despite being at home and despite how they've been achieving, Penrith have hit their straps. I think Penrith be far too strong. Uh, even missing guys there. Oh, Gamble's playing six. Don't know what I was looking at. I was looking at Crossland has moved to nine. Uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, I think the Fords will match each other for a bit, but class will prevail here, and it'll be the old firm of Yo and Cleary that'll uh, right the ship. Yeah, we'll go 13+. plus. Uh, out of the matches there, Yo against a, a good Ford pack. He can show his quality. First try scorer. He's been hot now, so we'll stick with the Bizza. Brian Tuo out wide. What are you thinking? Yeah, very much the same. Um, I think the Knights will be in it for a fair, fair part of it, to be honest. I think they've just got a few more points in them and a little bit more flair than a few of the other teams, and they may they may jag one or two tries early in this this match before Penrith sort of really wake up to the way that they're going to play, you know, the way they need to defend against the attack that's coming at them. Uh, once that happens, <laughs> I think it'll, maybe 20, 30 minutes into this game, I think Penrith will have um, all the answers. They'll start putting excess pressure on the likes of Gamble and Miller and try to cut out the, the ball before it even gets out wide. So uh, you'll end up seeing Penrith rushing. I think they'll end up rushing the playmakers and rushing through the middle of the field with the likes of Yo's and Hoskins and Sorensen putting heaps of pressure on, on the playmakers for Newcastle. And that's where it ends up with Penrith kicking away. I don't think it'll be like 20-plus, but I dare say it'll be 13-plus by the end of the game. I'm going with Isaiah Yo too. I think he'll be the guy that he'll do the dirty stuff in the middle of the field, but he'll also provide some really nice set-up passes to, to get the ball in the right position for players to score points. And I'm going to go with Crichton. I think it might just stop one pass short of Blizzard <laughs> this time, and Crichton will take it himself. Five over. I think he's scored the first try in at least half the games this year, so it's not a bad shout. Uh, we head to Seabus for the 7.30 game. Titans hosting Brisbane. Uh, Titans have won their last four at Seabus. Uh, and generally, these are quite entertaining games. Even when yes. um, when Titans were going no good or vice they versa, get themselves up. they've, um, they've both turned up. They generally all turn up for this game. Uh, for the home team, Sexton is out. Kieran Foran comes back in. And uh, Thomas McKayley named on the bench. Be interesting to see how much time he takes off the likes of um, Moe and Joe Stimson there. Uh, but... Uh, apart from that, as per last week, uh, Cruz Lemming keeps his bench. Talk, didn't talk about him. What did you make of the 20 minutes or so he's on the field? Didn't really notice him, to be well, honest. Neither did so. I. That's why I didn't mention him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not notice him one little bit, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of pick, just pick up pass. I don't really think he made much of an impact at all. No. Service seemed okay. Ground. Uh, for Brisbane, Flegler's still out from his HA. Jensen starts in the front row. Hetherington comes onto the bench. Uh, and uh, the rest look as per what you'd expect and what they have been to date. 
Uh, Queensland Clash, what are you doing, Brian? I, th- I think the um, Broncos, again, another team that's going to cop a bit of a wake-up call after last week. Um, they were nowhere near clinical enough, and that's why they ended up getting beaten through the middle of the field. I think we're going to take it personally. You're going to see the one-two combination come through your Carrigan and your Hass very early in this game. The Titans were good enough to get a win last week, but I'd be surprised if they're good enough to score double figures up against this Broncos team. I, yeah. I just can't see them being good enough to break open Brisbane and, and score more than two tries realistically. And we know Brisbane have got four or five tries in them against most teams in the competition, so this could be very very one-sided by the end of the game. Um, I'll give the Titans their dues and say that they're going to hang in uh, for a big part of the game, but it'll be Broncos again. Uh, maybe 14 or 16 points by at the end of the match. I think Reese Walsh, um, <laughs> I know it's a night game again, but this, this ground seems to be one of the best grounds in, in the rugby league up at Seabus um, for, for fast-flowing football. And um, I think if he can keep his studs in the ground and not slip over every second time he touches the ball, he'll be man of the match in this game. And I'm going to go first try score a paint ass. Okay. Just a barge over off the dummy half. Yeah under the post or next to the post. You could probably swap Walsh and Hask first try and man of the match if you wanted to, but <laughs> I'm going the other way around. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I, I do think Brisbane bounce back. I, I've had the same thought as you, Ed, in that they will, this will be close for 65 minutes and I can see Brisbane just hitting their, their top gear as they've done it most games this year in that last 15 and just uh, cracking open to win uh, 13+. plus. Uh, first try scorer... Uh, I'm looking for big games here from uh, from Selwyn Cobbo. Uh, first try score of him out wide. We know that uh, we get to see Kamper up against a real powerhouse winger I can think of. And we also know yeah, historically what Sammy and Kelly bring to the table defensively. So some of these, the footwork of Stags, Farnworth and Cobbo is on in this game. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the, this point's going to come from. So for the record, Cobbo first try. And I'm going to... Uh, I can see us giving three points to to Walsh, but I, uh, for the sake of my tip, I think Carrigan would take it as personally as anyone, and it'll be his job. He'll uh, be the he's one. He's yet to have a like a dominant No, that's right. Um, no, and, and I know he's a bit what, two or three times. If it, we're plug and I treat him in that yo and Murray mold, where they just you, you know if the, you don't notice them, if they are doing their job, it's almost mm-hmm. like they have to be above and beyond to do it. Uh, but he hasn't. He, he, he hasn't had a dominant. No, and so I'm thinking. Right. I'm thinking the tag team is in action, and I, I'm just going to lean his way. Uh, yeah. yeah, but should be a good game. And what have we got Sunday? We've got the Raiders at two o'clock, uh, heading oh, hosting the Dragons at GIO. Uh, Rapin is out, which sees Hobawate under the wing. Croker keeps his spot. Kotrick is the other winger there, uh, and Jack Whiten comes back to start at five eight. Uh, all still the same apart from that. Molo and Ravalawa out for the Dragons, which sees uh, Fane come onto the wing and Josh Kerr onto the bench. Um, <sighs> this is one of the most intriguing games of the round, uh, and a big part of me was thinking about tipping the Dragons here, but uh, I have to say if, if we get the effort from the Raiders we got last week at home, white and back, uh, which shores up everything, eh, everything, and um, probably just tips the ledger slightly to the Raiders. Uh, but every answer be wanted to tip the Dragons 
all he wants the Dragons come out and win both. Games. I know, and I can't, I, I can't really tell you why, but I just have, I just have that feeling that we'll see bad, saying, bad yeah. Canberra and good, uh, good St George, and I'll kick myself. But as it stands right now, on paper, what's the price? A dollar sixty two thirty six. On paper, I'm going to tip Canberra. I don't even know who's going to score first try because. Geez, how are they going to do this? Uh, man of the match, Jack White, and first try scorer, Jack White. And there you go. Uh, <laughs> I was almost going to do exactly the same thing. Because I, uh, I gave much more. I, for some reason, I spent this afternoon thinking about the Dragons uh, and thinking hopefully yeah. they get Sloan right. They've got more pace. Some of their backs have some more yeah. work. Surely could, you know, embarrass Croker if we get, you know, last year's Jared turn up and they've got Jack Ben Hunt. Set so, up two tries. Yeah. So just to clarify my thoughts, I said I've been thinking about it. That's why. Um, to, yeah, at home, fingers crossed for Canberra. I'm just going directly off the back of, like, that. that's a character-building performance of what they put up against Brisbane last week. They didn't deserve to win that game. Oh, at the end of the day, they deserved it, but they shouldn't have won. Yeah. They, they, Brisbane had so many opportunities to put them away and Canberra just kept turning up and doing their job. And if they can do that against a team in the Dragons that do struggle to score points at the best of times, unless Ben Hunt's getting himself well and truly involved and scoring one and setting up two, um, the Raiders could have enough in them. But again, the, the Raiders have struggled to score more than 20 points any game this year. The, the one time they did, they won. The rest of the time, they've been beaten and they've scored eight or ten points for the majority of the year. So, I'm with you, though. I think Whiten's uh, the man. He'll be the key man coming back. He'll be buzzing around, um, trying to get involved. He'll be pretty disappointed in the, the fact that they lost last week. Tarpanay comes back in as well, which is a massive hit in the middle of the field against the Dragons team that don't have the strongest forward pack in the comp. They've probably got the weakest, realistically. Yeah. And if the Raiders can... Um, hold and be uh, probably, I expect them to be stronger than the Dragons through the middle of the field and that should be just enough to let um, Jack Whiten be man of the match and I'm going to go with Tamoko for the first try. He's been the one guy in this camera team that every game this year I've noticed him putting in effort upon effort upon effort and you give him a decent enough ball in the one-on-one situation I'll, I'll back him in the scores. And we wrap up the day, uh, or the round, with... Uh, oh, and just for the record, the Tigers get two points. Yes. Uh, we've got Canberra. Uh, we don't have Canberra. We just talked about that. Parramatta hosting the Bulldogs at Combank. Uh, in my head, this is always a good game, but apparently Parramatta have won the last six or something. So, yeah, but for some reason, I've just... They always sit <laughs> back in the day, they used to always have crackers. Yeah, you're, you're thinking, like... 2010, yeah, they just, 2014. Yeah, even, and of, even when one of the other teams come in nowhere, they turn up. Yeah. But apparently, six of the last seven has been won by Para. Uh, and I don't know if they've even beaten them at Combank yet. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Paulo's back, which not. helps. No. Uh, which means Greg goes back to the bench and Murchie goes out of the team. Uh, big blow with kick out out. So we're just waiting to see who comes in. I'd suggest probably top, uh, Topine. Uh, Tapita Veng... Tavita Pengai uh, is named prop for the first time. Fatala Mariner comes back as well, which they can desperately use. Uh, their forward pack would look pretty good with um, Kikau in it, actually, because they've now uh, got King, Pengai, it would have been Kikau, Preston, and Fatala Mariner. I imagine uh, probably Sutton or would actually Waddell might start in a second. I think he's been playing there. He probably starts in the second row. Uh, what do you think, Mbar? 
Oh, I, I think in Parramatta will um, should be dominant through the middle of the field. Once that happens, uh, the likes of Dylan Brown's get involved and Moses, uh, they ball. Dylan Brown at his best is one of the best ball playing halves in the competition, and Moses has got close to the best kicking game in the competition. So, Parramatta, what if they can match or dominate a, a middle against any opposition? They're in every game that they play. They've been you know, the results haven't gone their their way this year, and they're um, I think they were about four points at the moment. Yeah. I expect that to change, and I expect it to start with this game. We're going to go with the Eels 13 plus. I think they will blow the dogs away at the back end of this game. Like Madison, for me, since he's come back, has had a point to prove, and he's been close to the best player on the field every game he's been back, and you know, backing him to be the man of the match in this game. And we're going to get Sean Russell to score the strike. Um, and that left edge, we always saw he's got some good footwork and he's strong enough. So I expect Dylan Brown to maybe decoy, decoy Sean Lane and hit Russell in behind him and score on that edge. Beauty. I uh, I'm uh, para. I think Bout can't play as bad as he did last week. Otherwise, it'll be issues. I think it'll be a, a, an arm wrestle for the fifteen to twenty, and then uh, it'll kick in on the back of that. Hopefully, a bit of class and footwork from. Uh, Panasini and uh, even a bit of better performance from uh, Russell sees points out wide. Uh, I'm going to say though that uh, Mitch Moses is having a quite a good, like an outstanding season. Really, kick Penrith to death uh, was a difference last week, and I can see him. Yeah, one thing we haven't seen this year is flat track uh, bully Mitch, and I think we might yeah. see it this week. He might, uh, he might come in that last twenty. He might just get his tail up and uh, score a try himself off a chip and chase, or and be putting blokes over left, right, and center. So I give him man of the match. And first try scorer, I've just decided Sevo's just going to steamroll Braden Burns and uh, score again to add to his two yeah, last yeah. week. But uh, you, what you, you talk of Russell isn't too far off the mark either. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's the look through round seven. We've got punting disaster class to talk about. Uh, how did anyone go last week? You got one up, didn't you? Give me one second, mate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, how did disaster class go? Ah, yes. I managed to sneak in a, a little um, anytime try scorer double weekend. So I had Latrell and Val in at $4.50. Had $15 on that. So results there. Um, yourself and Oliver dropped $50. Oliver's still a positive $335 from his, his upset bets there that he's put on. You're at minus 160, and I'm now positive $17.50 after seven rounds of football. Nice. Uh, all right. I am going to go with. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I was going to swing a bit harder, but I'm just going to try and play somewhere between a, a straight bat and uh, just knocking one for a couple. I'm going to go twenty bucks on Sevo first try scorer at Combank. Uh, you can get the vicinity of uh, seven dollars fifty, seven ish somewhere around there, depending which corporate uh, wants to start paying us to do this shit. And um, thirty dollars, I think those edges of Manly are in trouble. Thirty bucks on an all up on both wingers, Coates and Walbrick anytime. Around three dollars forty, somewhere in that. Uh, looks pretty good to me. Good. I'm going to go with the head to head to start the weekend. First four games of footy: Rabbit, Sharks, Storm, and Cowboys. All head to head. That'll get you eight dollars twenty. Thirty dollars on that. Uh, I'm going to go with another. Anytime try score a double. I'm going to go back rowers this time. I'm going to go Hosking for Penrith. 
I'm going to go David Fafita from the Titans. Those two will get you $12.50. I have $15 on that. They're going to have $5 against you for first try scorer in the Parramatta game. <laughs> I'm going to go Sean Russell at $17. $5 on him. Cover them both. How can you lose? <laughs> uh, all righty. Who did I miss by last time? Colin Matungi or someone? He didn't score. I think it was Colin Matungi. You went crazy last time. Yeah. Manu didn't score. Yeah. Alex Johnson didn't play. Right. Dion didn't score. <laughs> did Gutho score? Dis- yeah, he did. Disregard. Oh, well, you got Hosking and Gutho. Yes. <laughs> uh, I anyway. mean, Hosking didn't score either, did he? Let's he got just one, say... one from five. <laughs> Alrighty. So, anyway, disaster class. Listen to Barney and not me. Uh, what's got your frothing? Friday, mate. Obviously, as a Sharks fan, I think those two games of football will be two of the better games that you're going to see on, on a Friday night. They're going to be back-to-back. You're either going to see a stellar performance from one side being probably the roosters in the storm and blow the other side off the field, or you're going to see some really tough tight. But, and my, all teams at their best have a lot of points in them, so it could be some very exciting on Friday night. Yep, I'll trump you and go Thursday. I'm looking forward to the old Warhorse battle in the middle there uh, to... Grizzled old Ford packs laying a platform. Uh, and uh, Mark Nichols, the professor, clashing with uh, his ex-mates there. I think there'll be a little bit in that to set yeah, the table for the course. weekend. Uh, so that should be good. But there's some nice uh, good old-fashioned Ford pack battles throughout the whole weekend. Looking forward to seeing Motino and Fafita take on Brisbane and uh, obviously the other Friday night one as well. Uh, sets a tasty platform. Thursday night footy's been good this year. It's been some of the yeah. best stuff. I enjoyed it. It's been very, been very few poor games, to be honest. That's true. Six out of eight every week. Top-notch footy. Pretty bloody good. Uh, and at least uh, we haven't got any of the full car crash ones, even though I suppose that Dragons one was close. Any of the real car crash ones? We haven't had one yet. Yeah, what <laughs> was it? It was Dragons, Newcastle. Oh, and Can- Canberra. Uh, Canberra, Newcastle. Oh, not Canberra. Tigers, Newcastle. Newcastle Warriors. Yeah. But um, we might get one. But this they've week. all lifted. Pretty much every team this year has lifted this. I think the standard across the board's better, even uh, much better. Uh, much better. I can't really, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing my team win a couple. But <laughs> how many that, times have you seen Newcastle and Warriors just out of out of hand put two or three decent games of footy together? That's yeah. for years. No, that's right. So it's exciting. There's plenty to talk about as we now start building towards Magic Round and Origins. So in the next few weeks, we'll have um, the fun from Magic Round to discuss. We well, we can't make it up this year, but we should do something fun. We might get together and uh, do a barbecue yeah. or something. And Good just food. reminisce, uh, good feed and some drinks. And then, uh, yeah, Origin. We'll, we'll uh, throw out some uh, some of our opinions on that in the next uh, four or five weeks yeah, as is, well. this is a real crunch time over the next probably three to four weeks for teams that haven't started the season so well. It's pretty much put up or shut up for yeah, and so, a lot and, of teams in the conference. The exciting thing is someone like uh, you could someone like a Canberra uh, could put three together all of a sudden they're there in in the in that discussion. Yeah, There's not much Newcastle if, put if, if Parra dropped this you, you, you're nervous. If if Cronulla Cowboys drop, another Cowboys one, drop it or you, Sharks. Yeah. yeah. So it is interesting. There's um, some teams on the precipice one way or another. So looking forward to reviewing all of that next week. Anything else? Nope. Beauty. Have a good evening. Yep. Catch you, boys. I'll let Barney get to bed on time for once. I know he's super excited. Uh, we'll be back at the Grey Gums next week. I hope to, uh, to do it all again. 
Uh, subscribe on all the socials, all the feeds, and we'll talk soon. Catch you guys.